Hey guys, if you didn't realize there was another episode before this, continue listening here. Enjoy Bill Squire. He's unbelievable. And then there's a bonus episode of David Huntsberger. Two of our close friends both did episodes uh, and we released them both today as a little fun gift to you guys. So we hope you enjoy both of them. Goodbye. Thank you. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. This is the first time ever I felt like we're in the middle of nowhere because of my goddamn internet connection or lack thereof. Sure do love getting my internet from a telephone provider that still uses above ground wiring across from me as always and smilier than ever because of my outrage is Cyrus Amundsen. I'm a big otter tail power guy, and uh, I'm just here for the energy today. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Um, It is good to be here with you. Now, I have two boxes on my screen. Normally, I only have you to look at. But today, we are doing, uh, we're having a guest. I just worked with this uh, gentleman at Hilarities in Cleveland, Ohio. It is a fantastic club. It is run so well. If you're thinking of starting a comedy club, why don't you call Sam and Scott and Nick over there? Because they'll teach you how to do it. They will teach you how to run a club. It is so well. It's such a it's such a well oiled machine. It is just like it's fucking awesome. So can I um, add to that? Yeah, please. A lot of people know how to run a club. What they do additionally is they are one of the few places in America that know how to treat comics. That is like, you walk in there the way Nick and Sam and all those guys, like, it's one of the few places as a comic you feel important and taken care of on your year of shows. That That's what I love about hilarities. Not me. I don't think they take took care of me one bit. I think they <laughs> mock me at every, at every turn and... Uh, but, Quit you know, projecting I will, I will you your this. internet situation onto your comedy weeks. Get over it. <laughs> That's true. So uh, you can hear him giggling. He's very, very funny. I commented on how much I love uh, his brain and how his uh, brain comes up with ideas and categorizes them. But uh, I'd like to introduce you to Bill Squire. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. I was on with Chad once uh, a couple when when Cy was on his little uh, hiatus there. But uh, it's good the to be sciatus. back. The Yes. Good to be back with both of you. I don't know how his sciatica sciatus. I don't know how little it was, but we can <laughs> don't have to focus on that either because yeah. this is all Internet uh, induced rage. And so I'm yeah, going to leave it. Rev- I'm going to leave it right where it is. Right. No revisiting that dynamic. So, uh, Bill, you, uh, we worked together. We worked together a ton of times. First time was ever in Indianapolis. Um, I, I mentioned this story before, but it's like we were at the club. We were at Crackers and Indy, and then we said goodbye to each other. We were like, what are, you, what are you doing? I don't know, man. What are you doing? I don't know, man. We said goodbye, and then um, I got hungry, so I went over to Applebee's, which is like the only thing open across from the hotel and there you were, just sitting at the bar watching <laughs> Thursday Night Football. And so I bellied up with you, and we started chatting, and it was, uh, it was uh, good. It was a good, you know, outside of a comedy club meeting, which is, I think, 
where you can really let your hair down and, and, and be yourself. Sai, how about you? Well, I have a very different uh, meet cute with uh, Mr. Bill. First of all, I want to say good job to you describing you You introed him and you used such a specific compliment. It made him sound like Rain Man. You're like, this guy is so funny and he just categorizes things in his brain. <laughs> Well, it's just it's it's just how he comes up with them. I mean, you, if you watch Bill, you go, you know, like a lot of times what I like to do is sit in the back of the room and guess where a joke is going or guess a punchline or something because um, it, it kind of gets my brain working for the show. And uh, it's it's hard to do. It's hard to do with Bill. The, the funniest thing about that is my joke that's got the most views has the most views because every single person comments saw that coming. It's got 15 million views <laughs> and a million comments of, I knew exactly what you were going to say. So maybe the trauma from that has forced me to make things a little more unpredictable. Uh, that's that's very funny because that is, uh, I, I was watching this documentary about a country music songwriter. Yep. He tried to be a singer early on, but he was a songwriter. And he said, the hardest thing to do in country music, and I, I'm not mocking people that listen to it, this is a quote, is to generalize an idea, and, and to the point, he did use the phrase, dumb it down. Fuck you. But it's to, it, it, but it, it's to have a really big idea and make it, you know, make, make it absorbable by the masses. And so, so I'm, I'm glad that you got shit on for... <laughs> letting everybody know what the punchline was going to be so you you changed your ways i mean it's supposed to tell the joke the same way so i, I didn't actually change my ways at all <laughs> sorry our music isn't mathematics you elitist cook uh when i met bill uh so i have a weird name when i started comedy when rooftop started uh, my name got passed around the country for some reason as sai sai uma sound so I was, uh, people were very yeah. surprised when a non-Indian comic showed up. And uh, <laughs> I've always had a unique name. And so I, I love unique names or names that stand out in some way. Uh, and I also love, unironically, now, and I think at the time, no one would have accepted this, but now anyone who's heard me on this show for several years will thoroughly believe this. I very unironically like the musician Billy Squire. And stroke me, stroke me, stroke, stroke. Hey, guess what? <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> sure you did. A lot of stroking, a lot of coming. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, Bill is uh, old friends with our old friend Nate Abshire, and he was at Acme, and I was walking through the atrium, and uh, I got introduced to him quickly as Billy Squire, or as Bill Squire, and I got really excited and said some stuff about Billy Squire and then walked away. And a couple weeks later, Nate Abshire was like, hey, you know, you're like the biggest dick in the world, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he had to, to re-explain it to me like somebody who categorizes stuff in their brain. Yeah. You know, he, he really had to hammer it. I was like, I don't. Everybody wants me. Like, I don't understand what you're saying. That was like, it's Billy Squire. He's like, everybody thinks Billy Squire sucks and you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've dealt with that uh, quite a bit, having parents that had no idea about music 
so even though he was at the height of his popularity, they still named me William and then called me Billy. And so my whole life I've had people go like, hey, like the rock star, Billy Squire. And then it, but it's, there's definitely a cutoff. And I think mm-hmm. Cy, your age is the absolute cutoff. Like that's the <laughs> young, you're the youngest person to ever do that to me. <laughs> By like eight years, probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, Maybe, but, you feel like you've really put it behind you, and all your peers are your same age, yeah. and some dipshit twenty-seven-year-old walks through like mm-hmm. everybody wants you. Like that's insane. <laughs> that's an insane thing to happen. I've I've come to you know I I'm fine with it, and the jokes are funny. I almost I almost named one of my albums because uh, he's got an album say don't say no, and I wanted to name one of my albums do say yes, but it's <laughs> a joke for just such a small amount of people. <laughs> yeah it really is and i'm gonna tell you something all the billy squire fans might not even get it so it might be a joke for zero people yeah pretty much yeah yeah i can't imagine the squire heads are that that their references are that you know <laughs> nuanced probably not so have you ever have you ever gotten um you know this like if you've ever traveled overseas and anyone done it tell us your story about the philippines okay well that, that's good <laughs> well let me tell you this so I was raised Mormon, and I know Cy has a lot Huge of... Huge Mormon guy. Like, you, you have a lot of questions about the Mormon religion. You you have a lot of interest in it uh, because you, you're, you know, it's one of the categories that gets your brain firing. Yes. Uh, I have a lot of complaints. Yeah. But keep going. Not me. They're in my top group. They're on my Mount Rushmore of groups. Was raised Mormon uh, in Ohio. A lot of people think all Mormons are from Utah, but I was, I'm from Ohio, and uh, went on my Mormon mission when I was 20 years old to the Philippines and uh, got to Quezon City and was trying to be the best missionary I could be for about a year and got to a point where I was so miserable. It's the only time I've ever been like physically in the act of like, okay, I'm going to kill myself because I'm so sad. Like I was sitting on the edge of a roof and I was like, I'm just going to jump off of here. And I didn't do it. What I started doing was disobeying the mission rules. And once I started doing that, I felt so much better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're in the Philippines. You're suicidal after a year and you think, you know, I'm going to just get out there and do some stuff finally. Yeah. And. Which, which, uh, and you're going to, this is the interruption hour with Cy and Chad. Which rule did you, I know, and I'm, I, I, I will try not to cut the head off this story. Which rule did you break first? Did you have like, it was the first one like, I'm jerking off. I got to do it. Like, which one did you break first? Actually, jerking off was the one that I did because I was like, because I, I, I was being so good that I hadn't jerked off in a very long time. Like a very long time. And once I did that, I had a clear head. And I was like, oh, I wasn't suicidal. I needed to come like that. Was... <laughs> did you <laughs> did you have wet dreams? Because uh, because I've heard I've heard when soldiers I've heard when soldiers go overseas and they there's no like no one has dug a jack shack yet. Yeah, that they that they can have like these, you know, nocturnal emissions, wet dreams, whatever you want to call them, because it's just the body's way of cleaning yeah, itself out. Cleaning itself out. Yeah. Uh, I I probably had a few, but it was also like one of those things where like I wouldn't even acknowledge it if I had it because it all felt so much like a sin. So once I did that, then it went to like like the rules are so strict. So I you can't watch TV or 
see movies or, or listen to secular music or anything like that. So it started cool. with, with sounds cool. Yes, it's really great. And you can only talk to your family on Christmas and Mother's Day. Like you're you're just really cut off from the world because uh, you're supposed to just focus on the mission. Yes, I. Is that like is that the idea of the it's kind of like a reverse rum springer where, you, you know, where they're like, hey, you go out there. Because Rumspring is like, go have fun, and if you wanna, if you wanna be one of us, come on back. But is this like a go out there and exist in this way? And if you can get through it, I mean, I don't, I know a couple Mormons. There's definitely not a get through it thing, but that's gotta kind of be part of the effect, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things where it, they want you to lean so far into it that. When you're having those times like I had where I was like, oh, I'm like, they want you to pray and feel better. And I, I tried that and it didn't work. So jacking off made me feel way better than praying ever did. So I went with that. And uh, instead of like using like they basically use the two years to brainwash you and like really cook it in, like really seal in the uh, indoctrination. And I went the opposite direction and just started with a. Uh, one missionary that was also kind of fed up and he was going home sooner than I was. And we just were like, let's go see a movie. And we went and saw, <laughs> we went and saw uh, matrix reloaded and it fucking ruled. Everybody hated that movie here, but I, it was, I hadn't seen a movie in over a year and it was so much fucking fun. And, and from then it was like, we bought like a little TV and we bought all these bootleg DVDs and we just watch movies and listen to music and lift weights and play basketball and do like a little bit of missionary work still. Uh, but then I got in trouble because someone ratted on us. And so like I got in trouble for a little while. So I had to like clean up my act again for a little bit. And then they gave me like a promotion and made me in charge of like a whole bunch of missionaries because I was good at the speaking part. Like I got good at the language. And I was like, gave good lessons for the missionary. So I was very inspirational in those ways, but I was just living this double life. And once I was in charge of all the, like these other missionaries, I was called some, a, a zone leader. I uh, started like the disobedient Mormon missionary syndicate that ended up being <laughs> so bad that they had to change a lot of the rules that they had. So you, so you are the reason that some of these rules were changed. Because I was just going to ask, when you are influential, when you know the language, and when they're sending you these, these little, you know, missionary babies, basically, I mean, you could have started a cult, probably. Did oh. you ever think? Oh, yeah. You ever think about start, like just saying, like, I'm going to start my own, like, sect of the Mormon religion? Because... I mean that would that would be very enticing, I would think, to just run power. the whole syndicate over there. Yeah, I mean, ass power. I was I wasn't uh, thinking that evil. I was just like, <laughs> boy, there's a lot of pretty girls over here, and I've uh, I, I'd like to take advantage of that, you know, in a fun, non creepy way. Not not start a cult, but just you know, flirt with them and maybe make out with a few. And it went further. I I so it it went from a point of watching movies and doing stuff like that where me and another missionary got cell phones and then we started talking to some girls and hooking up it's, with them a little bit like it was it's like i've always said it the matrix reloaded is a gateway <laughs> entertainment it's a gateway first, it's, a, it's a gateway movie yeah first but thing here's the you... thing like so 
you know, I've tried uh, just every single diet, right? So there's one where it's it's the hunter-gatherer diet where you're only supposed to eat things that you could have hunted or gathered. But it's like, then I start telling myself, well, I could have fucking milked a cow and waited and then put it outside when it was freezing so I can eat ice cream because I could have gathered that. And my question for you is, did you ever start to think like, well, you know, Mormon God gave me this dick. I better use it. Well, or it Mormon was, God helped helped finance, you know, Matrix was, Reloaded. I yeah, better go. It, it was more like I, I really was just God concept in general was like, yeah, a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense. And I had a lot of those doubts before I left. Uh, you know, I had a lot of qualms with religion in general and then but you know you're doing everything because there's so much family pressure and so much you know you grow up being told you got to go on a mission you got to return with honor that whole thing and once i was out there I'm like man i i feel bad when i teach people about this stuff because i don't believe it so why would they why should they believe it and so that's when it just kind of went off the rails we started going to bars and strip clubs uh, we we like brought the strippers over to our house once, and that's when I got caught and got into a, a whole lot of trouble. Was a bunch of strippers came over to our house, and we were like drinking and having this party. And our landlord ratted us out to the guy that was in charge, and so then I got in trouble again. And I only had a few weeks left to go. By the way, like I was almost done with the whole thing, and so I'm just like running out the clock just doing whatever I wanted. And that's when I start telling all these missionaries about like how I don't believe this stuff anymore. And he gets word of that. And that's when they like have this, this disciplinary council where they're like, okay, we, we hear that you're talking against the church and saying that, you know, don't worry about these things because they, they don't matter. And so that's when I came clean on all the stuff that I did. Like they knew like a very light version of what I had done, but I hadn't told them like, then I told them like, I got blowjobs from a bunch of ladies. I had sex with one. I only had sex with one woman, but like it was, you know, that's a huge thing in the Philippines or not in the Philippines in the, uh, in the Mormon church, like a Mormon, <laughs> that, a Mormon that goes and has sex with a, a per- person is like, that's bananas. But then also the amount of other missionaries that I got to stop doing work and start being like this, disobedient (laughs) i love the idea i love the idea of you call it the council so i think the vision of that is this big round of all these elders and you stand in the center you know ready to face judgment and you tell them well i have to admit we saw matrix reloaded and there's just this a gasp in the room And then the realization of everything else that is to come past the Matrix Reloaded. Well, so it's not too far off that it's a council. There's three different like elders from the church that were in the council. Uh, and they, you know, the the crazy thing is one of them wasn't white, which is so rare in the Mormon church. Uh, the main guy it was uh, President Keone. And he was Hawaiian because there's a large uh, Hawaiian and Samoan and uh, Tongan population in the Mormon church because of their, you know, the missions that they missions, sent yeah. people on then. Yeah. So like I was going to say, they, because Salt Lake City is near the West Coast and they just hopped on a boat. Yeah, basically. And they go, oh, there, there's 
these beautiful islands where nobody's brought them Christianity yet. So let's send people out there and uh, strike first. Do you find it to be because I have a friend down here who's Mormon who I would rank them on the tippy top of people I know as a human being. Mm -hmm. I think the interesting thing with the with the LDS church is it almost feels like I think so often outsiders think of it as the pop culture version yeah. of LDS, you know, what you see in the South. But there's it's just like Christianity where it's the evangelical. There's the yeah. really conservative. It's, it really is a giant spectrum. And yeah. it kind of I didn't realize that like my friend, he had to go to Brazil. Like the idea of being 18, 19 years old, like your experience, if you'd have gone to Miami or, you know, Illinois or something, might have been far different and it's it's just well, i'm fascinated by how some people come through that system and some don't imagine being 18 and 19 and they send you to the country where they invented waxing an asshole and you're like <laughs> and i'm just supposed to sit here and not go to movies and not have strippers over because you know you could be it would be funny is after, as the strippers were leaving, you were just um, handing them pamphlets mm -hmm. and just being like, hey, guys, thanks for coming over and talking about this. So the landlord was like, oh, OK, that's what was going on. I mean, I'm assuming that you guys got put into an apartment where the landlord was either paid to narc or was Mormon as well and just housing you guys, right? Yeah, they're paid to narc, basically. They're like they know the rules that we're supposed to follow. And a lot of times they are also Mormon. Uh the ones that ratted on me weren't Mormon. They were just they just knew we weren't supposed to have girls over and uh or have booze or any of the stuff that we were doing. So they they knew something was up. One of the first times we went to a bar, we got one of the, the missionaries didn't want to pay the bill. And so they called the cops on him. And I'm like, why aren't you, why don't you want to pay the bill? Like it's $8. It's not expensive here. <laughs> uh, but he just, yeah, he got, he got real belligerent. And then the cops came and then they ended up giving us a ride home. Like they Ubered us home basically. And I didn't even think anything nice. about that where I'm like, okay, we're drunk getting voluntarily into the back of a paddy wagon. And, uh, but I guess one of the missionaries uh, sat in the front seat. So I'm like, if he's in the front seat, it should be OK. <laughs> but I think we had to pay. I think we had to pay the cops a little bit, too. So I, I don't remember exactly how that all went. But it was uh, so it was a wild time. That guy's tab was eight dollars. So he had he had twenty five drinks and a prostitute. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he was so belligerent. That's a, it's pr pretty impressive. Yeah. So we once I got in trouble and got sent home like that was tough because my parents were i mean my, my dad and i never have had a great relationship anyway but that pretty much broke it to like where we've never really recovered uh sure. from, from that and then my mom just was so she's so sweet that it was just so heartbreaking to her and having very tough conversations with her where uh she asked why when i was uh sleeping with a woman she goes why why didn't you just masturbate <laughs> like like hearing your mom say that is 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 devastating as a thing you can ever hear that's i mean well, great also, reasoning. it's like that's a good it's at least she's down the path to ask a question she's like you can't you know try try different forms you right. can one hand masturbate and the other hand you're choking yourself explore before <laughs> you do the worst thing and the thing is now 
that's the way I would go. I'd be like, ah, uh, it's not worth the trouble. I'd rather just <laughs> jack off right. and actually try and date someone. But when you're when you're talking about religion, and everyone that listens knows that I I don't care for it. I don't uh, because listen, faith is one mm-hmm. thing. Faith is a belief in a, in something. But religion is just a bunch of people telling each other what to do, and that fucking drives me crazy. So whether you're jerking off or whether you're having sex with a gal in the Philippines, it's all the same It's all the same penalty. Yeah. They're like, well, it's all the same in the eyes of the Lord. It's like, well, then I'm going to fuck. Why wouldn't I? Right. Why wouldn't I do the most fun thing for the same amount of consequences? Well, and that's what happens is you find out once you do those things that are supposed to be about the same, it's not the same uh, according to them, like jerking off is way less of a sin than having premarital sex. Uh, so they they get really specific about that and then they excommunicate you. And uh, but it leads you to find your one true love, which is stand up comedy. <laughs> As you try to pull Chad and I away from a conversation that I want to start, which was very smart of you, I still am going to start it because I'm stubborn. I, I don't know that I agree on your point of religion versus faith. I think there is I think there's some nuance there where you can't generalize. It's just like anything else. You know how they like you go into any profession, there's shitty people you go into any you know, it's the welfare versus white collar fraud. We have all these people going, welfare people take advantage of it. And then you have other people going, the the elite are scamming the system, you know, doing white collar crimes. Like, there's shitty people within every group. I right, think, but I, I think what Chad's trying to say is the institutions are what's the problem. Like, the Catholic Church, there's a lot of great people in the Catholic Church, and they mean well. But when you look at what the higher-ups have done over the centuries it's pretty egregiously anti-human rights and human you know like that so those institutions and the mormons have a similar thing they they don't have a great uh track record with uh you know minorities or uh lgbtq plus community any of that stuff and that's that has nothing to do with the faith part the faith part is based on Jesus is teaching, which are be be cool to people, and then they take it and spin it into more political things. So even if there are good people within the religion, uh, the institution itself has an agenda, and that agenda will take you in a certain direction so that it can continue to indoctrinate and make money off of you. Well, I think that's what I'm saying is strumming, strumming my pain with his fingers, singing my life with his words. Thank you, Bill. No, 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 no. (laughs) Don't. I didn't even get to my my point. I I, I agree with that. I mean, the fact that we're at uh, my grandmother's funeral and the cat, there's this like, well, don't take communion. I like what are you talking about? Uh, And that's the least egregious of the monumental you know, systemically egregious issues with the Catholic Church. I'm saying lost in what you're saying is, and maybe this is more of a Christianity thing, and it's not even something I'm really a part of, but lost in it, there are, there's evangelical, there's Baptist. Christianity is so weird where there's like, what if we had 90 different types of Christianity? And you have a lot of these modern churches that essentially what you just said, Bill, about the teachings 
they build their entire system and structure above it. These independent places. There's a place here in Cincinnati called whatever. My point is, I agree with you, and I agree with the larger <laughs> symptoms. Moves. But yeah, pulling the name back. Uh, but I think <laughs> I promise you, a lawyer goes to that church. Good idea. Uh, yeah, we we we've been through this. Uh, I just I think there's nuance. It's the thing the thing that I hate is or I, the thing that I really dislike is. When you cast an like the cat the Catholic behavior, the systemic Catholic behavior, or the systemic LDS behavior onto the entirety of the idea of religion, I do think it discredits not just good people within those systems, but I think it discredits people that are working to create a new system. And whether I agree with a religion or not, they're working to create their own systems right. to achieve the things you were talking about. That's and, all I was saying. And that's the challenge that they have to put up with now because so many people have taken their religions in, in strange directions or, you know, uh, done whatever they've done. And that's why you get the new Jesus is us or what, what there's new ads that are like, hey, no, right. no, Jesus is good. Like, which I, I don't even know who's behind those, but they're basically trying to fix the Christian image because it's gotten yeah. pushed so uh, in such a strange direction by the loudest of the crazy yes. people, not the actual people that I think of as Christians. Because, you know, my parents are, we don't get along on some things, but they're very good people. Like, there's no sure. doubt about that. It's sure. Yeah. And, and, and I, I'm not saying there aren't good people in religion. That's what you I'm said. Saying... That's what you said. 100. You've said that to no, me a hundred times. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, that's not true at all. This is going to be I'm saying the is... worst rated episode. Cause like... I disagree. No, what I'm saying, oh, just all, what I'm saying talk. is, is when, when you say, Oh, they're trying to make their own system. It's like, right. Keep your own system, right? Shut the fuck up. Leave everybody else alone. And you can have your faith with whoever you want. I'm saying leave everybody else out of your shit. But who, who does that anywhere in the world in any category? Th ever. Right. But that's that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it is a lot of the people that don't fucking keep their mouths shut about their religion that are also saying like, well, I don't want to hear about this lifestyle and I don't want to hear about that. Why can't they just go on and do their own thing? You can disagree with me all you want. You know, I fucking hate it. I know that's why I don't mind agreeing with you. I don't mind church because I think fellowship is great for people, but you can have fellowship at breakfast on a golf course on a, in a fucking Mormon flop house with strippers you can have fellowship anywhere you choose to you don't have to get up early on one of the only days you get to sleep in as a child and then go fucking to that building for fellowship i'm gonna give the mormons credit for finally coming to a better position on gay marriage laws and things like that because they recently made an announcement that they are uh they shouldn't influence things that aren't within their church and so even though they were one of the biggest attackers of gay marriage in like the early 2000s uh they've since realigned and said okay yeah we were wrong about that we you know if th these people are doing a secular marriage that's none of our business so i got to give them credit for that but also yeah there's a lot of places to to fellowship uh i don't know if a golf course is actually a good place to do it i'm not a big fan of golf Big time. If if you can golf 18 holes and only say fuck 10 times on a Sunday, 
That's like going to church a hundred times. <laughs> I will also say this. I agree. Here's the fascinating thing about the Mormon religion is you're right, Bill. They do. They're one of the only religions that go, oh, that's right. Yeah, we fucked up. Yeah. Like right. 19 not, until 1978, African-Americans could not get into. And I air quote this heaven in the Mormon religion. And then they decided they're like, well, what are we doing? That's stupid. So now everyone gets in. And like you said, the, the gay marriage and everything, it's, it's interesting for a religion to go, oh yeah, we were short-sighted on that. Mm -hmm. And, and we're, we're changing it, which, which is actually impressive. And it's one of the reasons I don't like religion. It's because these rules are so old and no one will bend on them. Even though King James rewrote the Bible to make it exactly how he wanted it. LeBron I mean, the wrote the Bible? Book. Yes. Yeah. And then he won a championship. Yes, 2016. The, the worst joke that will ever be on this podcast. Promised right there. Why don't we stack a bunch of religion on top of a Psy professional basketball Bible joke? I... I the if, other you, thing, if you could do it with a southern accent, I think that would really take it home. You trying to tell me that LeBrain James wrote the Bible that I see in all them her tales? Done. Done and done, Mr. Bill. I they The other thing about the Mormon church is, and I don't know a ton of the nuances, but I know they do unique things. I know part of the tithing process goes to a fund that is geared towards actually helping real people who are suffering in their community. I know that a huge part of it is people who are struggling. There is... The idea is to help people out of the struggle. You, I can't do it with you. Don't you dare. I... You... <laughs> I don't want to do it. I quit. So I quit the show. It's now Chad and Bill. I don't quit the show. I'm back. I want to finish my point. I want to switch to a different okay, point. This idea, what I'm saying, Chad, is you do this thing where you're like, you think you pick the worst part of the people in religion, and then you insist that they're uh, purporting that behavior. I don't know if I use that word right. If they're purporting that behavior, they're pushing that behavior elsewhere. I think they're the churches that I was talking about, some of these churches who are trying to rectify the system, I think you can go hang out with a group of those people and not have them walk into Target and go, have you heard of Jesus? Like, I don't, I think... Oh, I know that. But I, I also think it's a conundrum where, and Bill, I'd be curious what you think of this, given what he said. How do you be involved in an entity that believes in something and believe i mean it's just a no-win situation and that's probably chad's point you're involved in something that believes in in something and thinks that that is the correct way to believe in something how do you not have the inner desire to push it out there which is the idea of missions which is the idea of the mormon mission trip it's all that's what it is right there's this yeah we're right, and we believe that other people need to, yeah. But it's similar to how we go about our careers as podcasters and comedians. Uh, we're, we're, if somebody wants to do it, they're going to do it. Leave it up to them to figure out how to do it. We can say, you know, go to an open mic, but, you know, just let people find it on their own. I don't think you have to sell it the way that others have done. Because yeah, I just never get talked to about religion ever. Right? Yeah, I must lift. I live in a hole, but I don't get it pushed on me. I'm not so. I understand that there are wonderful people that are into religion, right? I admire faith 
I admire the strength it takes. What I'm, what I'm talking about is you have people that walk the walk and you have people that just talk the talk. With you 100%. That I'm talking about people that will, will tell you you're doing something wrong and then throw, you know, God or, or religion into it. I don't like the big, the big business style entity yeah. that religion has become. Mm-hmm. I think faith is incredible. If you can do it, God, good for you. Can I just that's, say, I think faith is, really is overrated. Good. And I think if people had, <laughs> were a little more malleable on uh, what things were, because I'm, because look at how damaging faith is when it comes to things like astrology and how <laughs> it's just rotting the mind of people all over the place. So I, I think believing in things is, uh, I mean, look at how we're all fans of terrible teams. And we have faith that someday they'll win. That's ruining my life. I I, I think faith is way overrated. I'm with you on that. I guess I was. I, I guess I was talking. <laughs> I was talking faith in some sort of higher power. What it means to someone. I think yeah. I. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to see their fucking dead grandpa again? Oh, I didn't. Right? I didn't I mean, get to know my grandpas. Thanks a fucking lot, Chad. I never bring your dad up on this show. Actually, no. Uh, uh, yeah, I knew your grandpa's and I true. knew Chad's dad, and they were all terrible. You watch your mouth. <laughs> My namesake was an incredible man. I've been told <laughs> he couldn't even kill a muskrat, so I guess it comes in the fa- runs in the family. Oh, you fuck, Bill. He was uh, Bill. You yeah. want to start? You want to start a tough topic? Let's get into muskrats here. Grandpa Sai was uh, killed in the Philippines. Watch your mouth, Mormon. You watch your dirty so bearded mouth to death while masturbating. You both watch your dirty mouths. Uh, so listen, Bill, you have a special that we're recording on the 22nd. You have a special that's coming out today, but it but we'll, people will hear about it six days from now. Tell us about it. I got to watch the opening. Uh, goddamn, it is just as ballsy as can be, and it's very funny. And, uh, and I got to see one of the, the, the bits, uh, from the special on stage. Tell us, tell us more about it. Tell us where people can get it. All that. Stuff. Uh, it's called Bill Squire, pure BS. It's on my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Bill Squire. And, uh, it's, I filmed it at a comedy club in Cuyahoga Falls, Akron area. And, uh, it's called the funny stop, which is like the weirdest comedy club. I love that place so much. It's the exact opposite of hilarities, uh, but it's right. still very fun to work there. And the owner, uh, Pete, is the best, even though he's such a crazy, angry man. Uh, he's he's a he's a great guy at the same time. Yeah. Pete and his brother, Chef Tony, yeah. are Lebanese. I was working that club when the attacks on 9-11 happened and they let me listen to some of the voicemails they were getting. And we were all nervous that we were going to burn alive inside the club because people were so mad. And they, were, they kept calling. And I remember, so Pete has a pretty thick accent. And I remember Pete was trying to call people back and not have an accent. <laughs> it was so funny listening to him. <laughs> but he was just trying to explain to everybody he was Lebanese, which isn't even close yeah. to what was going on at the time. So, so hello, this is, this is American Pete. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yes, it was. Uh, he says, Very similar. Oh, fuck you, Bill Square. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's a 
it's opposite of what my last uh, special was, which was a very clean special. This one is dark. It's, you know, it's not dirty for dirty sake, but there are, I mean, like the closing bit on this special is one of the best things I've ever written. And it's about uh, being a hero. And it, I, I don't want to give much away, but it's, it's very, very funny. And uh, I, I get a little bit personal talking about my son and my stepkids uh, who are, I have three kids. They're all my stepkids, but I raised them. And so they're like my kids. And a lot of people give me shit for that. So I kind of take those people to task because I'm I'm very much a, a family is who you make it type of person. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of it. I think it's very funny. And it's it's a lot of jokes like it, you're not it's 44, 44 minutes long and it is rapid fire. There's no like long pontifications or anything like that. It is jokes so even even the stories that i tell are punchy jokes like they they, they get sure. to a point i'm looking forward to watching it. it's out today but uh people will be able to watch it monday when they listen and uh, i'm very excited for you man thanks man very excited to see what this does i like the first one bill but i you know i, I think you're so fucking funny but i i just clicked on youtube and uh, you know the cover shot is great like the backdrop looks great it looks like really I know you talked about you had a buddy shoot it. Uh, yeah. That that's really you know shoot and edit it. A, a director who's good. It looks great, man. It Thanks, looks man. really yeah. great. We you know it's it, we're in that age where there's a lot of DIY stuff and and me and this friend of mine that we're like let's see what we can put together, and uh, I'm really happy with the nice. the results. Um, I'm also you know we did it for a pretty friendly budget too, so I'm I'm happy about that. Ah, the angles are cool. Oh, it looks cool. really great, man. Thank you. Yeah, congrats on the special, and thanks for coming on. This was really fun to talk and kind of get into it a little bit. I was uh, n- normally you go on a podcast and everyone's like, "Yeah, no, that's right." And uh, you know, you guys <laughs> both came at me today, which felt like you were in the same room, tag teaming me, holding hands. But is it's like, that what happened? You just, that is not just the co-host. it was you. This is a, such a. I'm just. It I'm was just you two against me. It was you two against me. Oh, wow. I have I, done my job. I have done my job. You're because unbelievable. I, I'm unbelievable. I feel like I attacked both. You're of you. unbelievable. I attacked both of you equally. This is what happens. Size unbelievable. This is what size un- I know it is. I'm believable. You're unbelievable. Size unbelievable. You're unbelievable. <laughs> I love you. Should we start kissing? You think that would, Bill? How would that be viewed in today's um, age? The Mormons wouldn't like it. The kissing? Okay. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at eight a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. <laughs>